Good afternoon, everybody. It is a Facebook Live Friday. Brian Milam and the Mafia King Lee Howard here with the unshaven look, which is kind of cool. Yeah, just two dudes wearing just makeup, talking sports. Well, he's wearing makeup. I, <laughs> I save mine for later. Uh, but thanks for joining us on this Facebook Live Friday. You've heard of the dog days of summer with baseball. Well, for the media group, this is the dog day. Or Lee's are the dog days because this is uh, one of the slower times of the year. There's no high school, no college, mm -hmm. so to speak. But uh, the show must go on. Yeah, for my money, the two slowest weeks of the entire sports <laughs> year, sports calendar, is the last week of June yep. and the first week of July. And guess where we are. And we're smack dab <laughs> right in the middle of that. But luckily for us, Kentucky basketball keeps things interesting and former Wildcats mm -hmm. in the NBA. And, of course, there's the FIFA USA women's, ba uh, women's soccer game going on. So there's a few things going on, but just not much. Yeah, you know, that we showed yesterday, uh, on, on TV, what happened two days earlier, the, the basketball Wildcats of this year's team, this upcoming season, got to hang out at Cal's house, have some great steaks, some pool time. Uh -huh. Nate Sestina trying to draw charges in the pool, which shows you what kind of game, he, kind of gamer he is. He wants to win. He's drawing charges in the pool. That's right. That, I mean, that's that, pretty cool. I just want to be over there and eat the steak, honestly. Yeah, no kidding. Forget the pool. No kidding. But it, it has been a slower time. Uh, this coming week will be uh, a little bit of a slower time also with the 4th of July holiday uh, on its way, but we still have some news and notes, and let's just start with one of the uh, one of the things that didn't happen, and that was Kerry Blackshear not coming to the University of Kentucky. He was the most uh, high-profiled grad transfer still out there. Uh, people said he was going to Tennessee. I got texts from people in Tennessee saying, yep, he's going to Knoxville, uh, going to Florida, going to Kentucky, going to places in between. He does go to the Florida Gators, and uh, you know, Cal says, and I think sometimes when you listen to John Calipari, he will say, hey, our roster's fine, we're good, right. and maybe he knows at that point somebody's not going to be coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think he saw the writing on the wall even before Blackshear made that announcement, but it became news, of course, because Blackshear's one of the most talented players in the country, certainly the most sought-after grad transfer on the market, and he's also going to another school within your own conference. So, yeah. when Blackshear goes to uh, the uh, Florida Gators, they automatically become a contender, no, no not only to win the SEC, but also a contender to make a run deep, deep into the tournament, maybe and possibly Final Four. So, uh, I, I think it makes sense for Kerry Blackshear because he can be a feature big man for the Gators. He's also from Orlando, families right there. So, it makes a lot of sense for him to go there. Well, I think also uh, when we talk about big men at Kentucky, and John Calipari has always said, a team without a big guy is a, a fraud. Uh, they're a fraud. Right. Yeah, and, and, and Kentucky has still this year, Nick Richards, everybody keeps waiting on Big Nick to show up and show that he was a McDonald's All-American, deserved that honor, and I, I think this allows him with Blackshear not coming. Sestina, not a big guy in the paint, more of an outside floater, mm -hmm. uh, a three-point shooter, if you will. This gives Nick Richards another opportunity to show he can do something. It does it. two things. Nick Richards, first of all, had to be the happiest man that Kerry Blackshear <laughs> did not commit time, to yeah. Kentucky right. because it forces him into that role where he has to step up and he has to make something happen. Also, E.J. Montgomery, which I think will take a big step forward. But it also gives Calipari the opportunity to play a little bit more four-guard, one-post uh, type sets. This is a perfect year to do that. They've got some tall guards on the outside. Uh, Keon Brooks can play a four if he needs to play a four. Uh, Dante Allen, I don't know what his, his status is, but eventually if he gets back on the court. Uh, they've got some guys where they can go four guards and possibly EJ or Nick in the post 
and, and really give teams some different looks. Those are some tall guards as well. You know, looking at some of the video that we saw of the guys in the pool and hanging out, just having a good time. Ashton Hagens has been hitting the he's been hitting the lead, man. He's been hitting <laughs> the iron and pumping it up a little bit. Um, and Emmanuel quickly is he going to bounce back and have a better year? He he really caught fire in spots, got cold in spots, like a lot of freshmen right. do. So it will be interesting to see what kind of guard play the Cats do get this year. We got to talk about this Kentucky Indiana series oh, because man. already on our Facebook uh, live chat, we've got people talking about it and, and their opinions on whether or not the Kentucky Indiana rivalry mm -hmm. on the basketball court should be renewed. Uh, obviously, this this came back to light. This discussion seems to come up at least once a year. But yesterday, Brian, it came up because of John Calipari's comments. Yeah, and I am, as he knows, as many of you know, I am a traditionalist. I like a lot of the old school methods but certainly understand you have to adapt to what's going on right now. I love watching UK and Indiana. It was uh, one of the rivalries I grew up on. It was a part of the Big Four Classic. If you remember those of you who grew up in the 80s watching basketball, you had Louisville, Notre Dame, Kentucky, Indiana. That was a doubleheader of the regular season. Everybody in those two states looked forward to it. Sure. And I love the fact that it was at the Hoosier Dome back then. I was in attendance when Kentucky lost to Indiana in Assembly Hall. Maybe the best basketball and craziest. At the Christian Watford sh shot. That was the Christian years. Watford yes. shot in December of 2011. Maybe the most rabid, unpredictable atmosphere I have ever been in right. for college basketball. I love the home-and-home home series. Uh, Indiana used to come to Rupp. Kentucky would go to Assembly Hall, or they met in Louisville's Freedom Hall. John Calipari loves not going to a place like Assembly Hall. He wants the uh, the neutral site. I think they ought to play it. Indiana says no. Yeah, that's where they are. And John Calipari said yesterday on the SEC Summer Teleconference that basically Kentucky's schedule is pretty well set for the yeah. next five years as far as, and I think what he meant by that was they're big opponents. They're still going to pepper in all the, the smaller schools. That part of their schedules are certainly not set. But his point was with the, with the Big 12 SEC Challenge, with the CBS Classic, with the uh, State Farm uh, Champions Classic, mm -hmm. their big games for each year, and with the Louisville game, obviously, those big games are already pretty well set on the calendar where they don't have room to add a, a school like Indiana. Uh, let me get to a couple of comments here, and then I'll give you my opinion on it. Um, Jim McCauley says yes uh, as far as they should renew that rivalry. Uh, Cheryl says maybe when Indiana gets some class until <laughs> then, no. Um, uh, Robbie says should play Duke instead of Indiana. I know there are people in that, in that camp as well. JC says absolutely. It's a rivalry that should never have stopped. Um, Gary says yes about the rivalry. Uh, Matt, Matt says the uh, last time I watched the U.K. game was the last UK IU game it was one of the best rivalries in college basketball and uh, he goes on to say we should not have dropped them in football either in my opinion okay let me give you my opinion go for it I would love to play devil's advocate with you just for the sake of playing devil's advocate and I know there's a lot of people in the fan base of, of Kentucky that is like Indiana is not any good why would we play Indiana because they're terrible they're not a good team I would love to play Indiana every year I, I'm totally with you. I think that that is a rivalry that regardless of how good the teams are, heck, Kentucky has played Louisville on years where Louisville wasn't any good, sure. and it was still a good rivalry. I mean, even if one team's down a little bit. Now, I do agree with Calipari. I'm cool with the neutral site thing. Yeah. I get that. I, 
the fan bases, yes, I mean, they probably like to have a home and a home, but but played at Conseco Field, or what's that, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, Banker, yeah. played at the Yum Center, but I love it. And here's my family, I have a family in southern Indiana, big Hoosiers fans. Uh, they grew up on that rivalry, watching Kentucky no and Indiana. No I think question. a lot of people who are against it are people that lived in the southern part of the state or a different part of the state. Uh, you know, they, they may have grew up and the Tennessee rivalry was bigger to them or the Louisville rivalry. There is a section of the fan base and certainly a section of the, the Indiana fan base that would love to see the Cats and the Hoosiers every single year. And I am totally in that, fan ba- in that, in that conversation as well. I thought growing up in Louisville, and it was a big deal. I mean, you, because the Louisville TV stations, they cover UK UofL, but they have to cover Indiana. Indiana, you, Indiana University is just a little more than an hour and 20 minutes sure. away once you get on that two-lane road, the final 45 minutes to Bloomington. And while Indiana is not what Indiana was in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, it is still by name it still grabs your attention. Yes. And Kentucky, what if Kentucky, what if Kentucky wasn't Kentucky? Would Indiana still want to play Kentucky? you dang right they yeah, would. Yeah. And because the name alone, it gets uh, it gets the, the traditionalists going. It gets those people who grew up on Kevin Greevy pumping in 35 to beat Indiana in 75, 92 to 90. You, people remember those games. Yes. And it's also key, I think, to dominate the region of this of the country you're living in because Kentucky has controlled Tennessee for the most part they've controlled Ohio State and Cincinnati and Indiana they have beaten them more times than not over the last you know when they played over the last 10 15 times or so I just think it's, it's important we put so much emphasis on Duke and North Carolina right. Kentucky and those games are fun too yeah and they're I, I would like to, to play see them Kansas play. every year because there's only one team in that conference Kentucky can can match up with and that's and that's Kansas and they're going to see some of those other schools we were just mentioning in the CBS Sports Classic in the State Farm Champions Classic in those so what if Indiana is not great right now? In fact, they beat Kentucky since that Watford shot. They beat them out. They knocked them out of the tournament. Right. What was that? Twenty. That was in the morning. Yeah. UK beat them in the regular. I mean, season so I, I know they weren't what they what they've been. Uh, but okay. So what if Indiana? Or excuse me. What if Kentucky goes and, and <laughs> beats the dog out of Indiana? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a win. But I, there's something to be said about those rivalries. So I totally do not agree with the people that say, well, they're not any good, so we shouldn't play them. Does that mean if Louisville's not any good, we shouldn't play them? I mean, that, that, that argument does not stand up to me. It's still the two schools, and you should play them because, like you said, you ought to win the region. Because if, you, if Louisville's not any good, UK wants to beat them just because. Yes. So yes. why wouldn't you want to beat Indiana just okay, because? Okay, so uh, Tommy says definitely on the rivalry. I grew up in, on that rivalry. Mary says, uh, who's your grad surviving the Big Blue Territory? Would love <laughs> to see this come back. Philip says yes. Deborah says yes. Uh, Philip says, goes on to say, should play every year. Totally agree. I, I, there's the other argument, but uh, like I said, I'd love to play devil's advocate with you, but I, I just can't. I and can't the way it's going right now, it'd be another win for UK. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one more win on your schedule. <laughs> Quickly, Anthony Davis goes to Los Angeles, yes. and he's going to get number 23. LeBron James is going to give him that number, and maybe that was part of the caveat to get him to uh, the, the maybe the new Showtime Lakers. I don't know, but that's a big deal. Anthony Davis wanted out of New Orleans. He wants a winner. If you're going to be around somebody who has been a winner, why not be around LeBron James, who's gone to, what, nine 
NBA championships over the last decade plus. Uh, I think it's a, it's a big get for Los Angeles. It's a bigger get for Anthony Davis because he's kind of been hidden in yeah. New Orleans a little bit. And what Anthony did yesterday was he waived his his trade bonus essentially yeah. that was worth four million dollars. Now you got to think he's going to get that some other way, but not through his contract. He, <laughs> the, the Lakers are going to figure out a way to slide him four million dollars. Uh, but he waived that, and then the Lakers reworked uh, that the trade that originally sent him there mm -hmm. and actually traded away three more players yesterday to the Washington Wizards. And what that did, all that money, is it opened up room to, for the Lakers to sign another max player. So that team could get ridiculous. There's also rumors that another Wildcat, Nerlens Noel, mm -hmm. uh, who's a free agent, could end up on that roster as well. So that would be fun to see. Um, a couple of other things. The Summer League, the NBA Summer League, UK has three new guys in there. Nick Mayo from EKU is going to play for the Miami Heat. So we've got some local flavor going into the NBA Summer League. That starts on Monday, July 1st. Mm -hmm. That's one of the saving graces for the media people <laughs> this time of year <laughs> is the for NBA us, Summer League because you get to see Hero in Washington and, and Keldon Johnson with the San Antonio Spurs. thought it was kind of neat that when San Antonio drafted Keldon, we may have touched on this last week, now John Calipari has had a player on all 30 teams in the NBA. How many NCAA coaches can say that? I would say none. Gosh. I would I say mean, only yeah. one. I would say one could probably amazing. say that. Yeah, so the San Antonio Spurs, the final team in the mm -hmm. league that hasn't had a Calipari Kentucky player. That's, that's an amazing stat. Because you also got to think some of those teams have had multiple. It no just question. so happened that San Antonio hadn't had one until Kelvin Johnson. So what else, cool. what else on the menu, you think? Uh, <laughs> it's that time of the year. Friday, and I didn't even so. shave today. I'm sure people have noticed. I didn't even, you know, casual Friday. And uh, I'll shave, uh, shave on Monday. That's all I got. That's all he's got. Um, also, since the last time we spoke, uh, Isaac Humphreys had his benefit yes. concert for the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, that looked like a good time. Wasn't able to be there, but saw a video of it. And uh, Isaac Humphreys, a guy that will always be a fan favorite with UK basketball fans. What a humble, genuine, honest human being who uh, loves the game of basketball. Who knew when he came to Kentucky he was such a musician? I oh, mean, yeah. that was incredible when he sat there and I, and I talked to him when we went to the UK uh, pediatric specialty clinic I said can you read music how did you know mm -hmm. he goes no I don't read any music I'll sit there and play it <laughs> that's and, great uh, <laughs> we have one other topic yeah we don't always take topics but we will it's slow uh, Philip says UK football recruiting looking pretty good well and it, it really is I mean it, he's, he's it, correct on that it is because well, we la last that, weekend was four, a, four commits in the a same. huge get for UK football because as you know people automatically look at Kentucky football okay you won 10 games you won a major bowl game you beat a heavyweight football name in Penn State uh, do it again yeah. I didn't I didn't see it do it again yeah. and then if you have to do it again well okay it's two in a row can you do it a third time and I've, I have always said, if James Franklin can go to Vanderbilt and win back-to-back nine-win seasons, back-to-back-to-back nine-win seasons, why can't Kentucky? Kentucky, a lot of people are looking at UK saying six wins, five-and-a-half wins, six-and-a-half at the most. Getting these recruits is going to be huge to proving the doubters wrong again. I think so. And the biggest news not, wasn't actually the four recruiter, four commits over the weekend. It was actually on Monday, Justin Rogers, yeah. the prize How about recruit that? out of Michigan, reaffirming his commitment to Kentucky football after taking a visit to Alabama. 
that tells you something right there as far as where the state of the program is at this point. Yeah, and we will uh, have the uh, UK Football Media Day is coming up the first couple of days of August, so we have another month before we really get to uh, meet a lot of these guys sure. and uh, see what is going to happen for this 2019 UK football team. Uh, I, I think they are better than six wins only because you have to believe in what the coaches are telling you. If Vince Marrow and Mark Stoops and Eddie Grant and all these guys are saying, don't sleep on us, folks. Well, that's what they were saying last year right. because people said, ah, Kentucky, you know. I think at some point you have to start believing, if you don't already, believing what the coaches say because they know something that we don't, just like they did last year. Absolutely. All right, that'll do so. it for this Facebook Live Friday. Thanks for joining us. For Lee K. Howard, I'm Brian Milo. We will see you next Friday at around 3 p.m.